The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what I did was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play. Off to the races. Touchdown. Oh, he's done it again. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Week 17. Just about in the books. Two more games as we record here on a Sunday night. And I, the only regret I have is that not coming down to Sunday night or Monday night football for me. It's my leagues are decided. They're over with. We'll talk about who won in a second, but I wish I had a little bit of drama here. Dave, you got some drama. Got some drama. One of the leagues I've, I've been in this league for a long time, made the final. I need 14 PPR points out of Justin Jefferson and AJ Dillon. We'll be rooting for it, for it with you. All right. It'll be really fun. I'll be, I believe I'll be a six time champion in this league if it comes through. All right. Heath, you are the podcast leaguer of the year. You you have going you are going to win both podcast leagues. Well done, sir. I assume I'm the first person to ever do that since the other yeah. second oh, yeah. league has only been around for like a few years. But no, it was that that was fun. Um, I think right off the top, I have something important to say. Like we learned of a lot of important things in week 17, but nothing more assuredly than that Dan Campbell is not on our side. Um, I think Dan Campbell is a good person. Seems like he really is trying his hardest to be a good coach. He cares a lot about his players. I'm I'm cheering for him in real life, but um, I'm not ever going to listen to Dan Campbell again. If he tells me that a new IPA is really good, I'm not going to drink it. Look at if he this. suggests a barbecue restaurant. I will not go there, and I will not be adjusting my projections anytime next season because it's something that Dan Campbell says. Let me just tell you something. If Dan Campbell tells me that there's a good barbecue restaurant, I am going I will there. I, I will take his It might just that. be that he thinks it would be funny for me to go to a bad <laughs> restaurant or that he thinks he gains some competitive advantage by me going to eat bad barbecue. Are we sure that something didn't happen to your boy during the game that led him to not getting as much work On as the we thought he was going to get? On the first series, I believe Jamal Williams and Craig Reynolds combined for six touches. DeAndre Swift was used for two snaps both times as a decoy. On the very first series. Mm, yeah, I saw Jamal Williams getting all the goal line work, and it wasn't it basically got all the work. So total I believe DeAndre Swift. Swift had four carries for 32 yards and may have had more rushing yards than Williams and Reynolds He led the team in rushing. Carries. Yeah, he, he led, led the team in rushing. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. An emotionally invested Heath Cummings. No, Wayne I was just, hammer I, on Dan I, Campbell. I, I, no, I again, 
nothing against Dan Campbell except for the fact that you have made it clear that we are on opposite sides. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a it's kind of a lesson to be learned that, you know, this is what this is what they said about Michael Carter. This is what Robert Sala said about Michael Carter two weeks ago. And he came this out he had eight carries. Do all the time. Well, all well, you know the what? time. If, I, I'm drawing a line in the sand because I don't listen to things that Bill Belichick says. I know he is. He doesn't say anything. Yeah, sure. um, I don't listen, listen to listen things to. generally that Pete Carroll says when he's optimistic. And Dan Campbell has joined the group. He's on the list. And <laughs> I, if if you guys tell me next year that Dan Campbell said something and try to get me to change my ranking, I'm going to say no. All right, I'm holding you to that. Uh, okay. Congratulations, though, to Kyle Shanahan. He came through with his Elijah Mitchell pledge, and that was good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, Heath, by the way, in both the For the People podcast league, which he and I share a team, so we won that league. And in the um, pod- the regular, the old school podcast league where he beat the, the snot out of me, yeah. <laughs> he had yeah. Jamar Chase in both leagues. So that was a pretty good day for Jamar Chase, who just broke Justin Jefferson's record. Most yards ever by a rookie wide receiver, and he did it in 16 games, and that is pretty amazing. My my um my 12 year old asked me today. He's like, so in five years, who do you think is going to be better, Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson? I said, well, Jamar Chase was better than Justin Jefferson when they played together in college, and Jamar Chase was better as a rookie than Justin Jefferson was. So I would assume in five years, Jamar Chase is still going to be better than Justin Jefferson. But they are one and two. So so then let's do this. I was going to start with you. We're drafting tomorrow. Who would you draft first, Tyreek Hill or Jamar Chase? But maybe I should change it to Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. You can answer whichever one you want. I just sent in my to all my things to Jamie for this week, and my number three wide receiver was Jamar Chase. My number four wide receiver was Justin Jefferson, and my number five wide receiver was Tyreek Hill. Mm. I had Chase further down. I'd like to have a redo after seeing this game. And let, let's let's face it, like with a lot of receivers, all right, with Tyreek Hill, you don't have to worry about it. We know who his quarterback is going to be. With Justin Jefferson, we do not know who his quarterback is going to be. We know that that Jamar Chase's quarterback for the foreseeable future, maybe his entire career, will be Joey Burrow. So I feel great about him long-term. Second-round pick for sure in fantasy drafts. All right. How about if you were drafting tomorrow, who would you draft first? Amonra St. Brown, who now has I'll take Chase <laughs> or Rashad Penny. So it, remember, you're drafting tomorrow for 2022. There's a lot of unknowns. I'll let you deal with the Seahawks unknowns however oh, you wish. This is easy. Amonra St. Brown or Rashad Penny. Now, let me just give the stats. St. Brown had a rushing touchdown. And 111 yards and a receiving touchdown. He's now the third wide receiver in, I think, the last 12 games to score against the Seattle Seahawks. He now had five straight games with 11 or 12 targets and 8 to 10 catches. This was a career high in yards with 111, but he's on fire. So if you're drafting tomorrow for 2022, Amandra St. Brown or Rashad Penny? I'm taking St. Brown. Um, programming note, Alon Ross St. Brown was second on the Lions in rushing today, despite the fact that he had two carries and Jamal Williams had 11. Um, yes, I'm taking Alon Ross St. Brown as well. Okay, yeah, he's uh, he's something. He's going to give us a lot to think about. I hope this isn't a Tyler Higby fakeout. Uh, this is one impressive way to end the season. Um, I think the better comp would be Tampa Mike. Mm, I don't remember what he did in those last Remember five Tampa Mike? Years. Oh, yeah, I remember um, him. His rookie year just... Out of nowhere, really good, and then never well, really good again. I meant the last five or six games. Okay. It, he, it, you know, it could be Curtis Samuel from a few years ago. Uh, but Tampa, Curtis Samuel never had a stretch this good. 
No, not this I, good. Tampa I, Mike, by the way, sorry, was one of the yeah. few wide receivers who got to 900 yards as a rookie and then ended up stinking. But go ahead, Dave. I think it's very possible that St. Brown takes a huge step back. Think about the situation that he's in right now. There isn't really another good receiver in Detroit. You can say what you will about Josh Reynolds, but Hawkinson will be back next year. The Lions are sure to add somebody at wide receiver to help stretch the defense a little bit and make the quarterback a little bit more explosive. I don't know if I'm buying him to be a number one fantasy receiver in 2022. But honestly, I don't know if he's certainly going to be a number two PPR wide receiver in 2022, but I'll take him over Penny because sometime between right now and week one, 2022, Penny's going to get hurt. <laughs> he left briefly in this game. Yeah. Uh, Penny had a hundred. What are, did I give his numbers? I know I gave St. Brown's. Penny had 170 rushing yards. That's 135 or more rushing yards in three of his last four games. Pretty cool. If you were drafting tomorrow for 2022, who would you draft first, Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert? Herbert. Yeah, I'm going to say Herbert as well, but that's one that I don't really have a very high degree of confidence in. Um, Who's ahead? But now? I had it's Herbert. Burrows, I Herbert had still? Got to be, right? Yeah. What's your question? Uh, who's got more fantasy points now? It's got to still be Herbert. I don't know. Joe Burrow scored like a two hundred in the last two weeks. Yeah, he's he's exploded. Yeah, it's still Herbert. He had he was up by about fifty points going into today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are both saying Herbert. Okay. <laughs> if you were drafting tomorrow for twenty twenty two, who would you draft first, Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf? It's a good question. Who's the quarterback? It, we right like that's what it comes down to. Why? Because Anyone but Russ, I'd take DK. I I think I'd take DK too. And if they really blow it up in Seattle, DK is definitely staying. So right, if Seattle's going to trade Russ, they should trade Lockett as well. Right, or release him. One of the two. Well, we'll see. <clears throat> I kind of think they should try and keep Russ. And if the coach is the problem, then move on I, from the coach. Man, I don't. I think the like this would be just real quick, but I don't think there's a path to this Seattle roster being good enough to win a championship in the next two years. And so you need to get rid of Russ while you can still get draft picks. And I think Pete Carroll will be a pretty good guy to rebuild with. All right. Well, Lockett had a second. I mean, he did catch a touchdown, but second game in a row with 30 or fewer yards. Metcalf had six for 63, which was that's his most yards in eight games, but he had three touchdown catches. I think it was pretty clear. Like, the last one they threw, they were up 30 at the time or something anyway. Like, the game yeah. was over. They were trying to um, butter his bread a little bit. And it's nice. They could have done it two months ago. <laughs> Metcalf, let me just see his start percentage here. He was start- This really doesn't matter. You don't know when the Metcalf manager was eliminated, but he started in 86% of leagues. All right. Uh, thank yeah, you for I a think quick round. Like 86% yeah. of those 86% were eliminated with him in their starting lineup and never looked again. <laughs> If you're listening on Spotify, you can now leave a rating. We'd appreciate it. Please leave a five-star rating if you enjoy the show. And if you're listening on Apple, please leave a five-star review if you'd enjoy it, if you have enjoyed our shows this season. So wherever you're listening, please leave us a five-star review. It would be much appreciated. News and notes. Michael Carter left. Uh, he was evaluated for a concussion in the first quarter. He left. Damian Harris. So those are your two. Oh, and Ronald Jones. Those are your three running back injuries. So there's a decent amount of people playing in Week 18, Dave. 
who should they be looking at? Carter is at the Bills. So if he's out, uh, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson is, I think, 87% rostered. Right, so you're not going to find him. What about Tampa Bay? They've got Carolina, I think, next week. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so between the Jets situation and the Bucks situation, who are you looking at? I think Keyshawn Vaughn might get the next chance. I know that Le'Veon Bell was finishing up the game for Tampa on Sunday, but... I, I think Vaughn ends up getting an opportunity to at least be the running downs guy for Tampa Bay. Okay. And we will see if Tevin Coleman is off the COVID list. Where is Ronald Jones in the Fool Jew Hall of Fame? <laughs> Why? The Fuller is named after him. <laughs> <laughs> he got hurt. It's not his fault. No, but it but happens. He has pulled the rug out from under... Um. People who have him on their roster multiple times. Well, Antonio I mean, we've Brown, got the Monty Ball Cafeteria, that too. The Chip Kelly. Are you watching the game rotunda right now? Of Am I heroes? watching the game? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It so are you going to tell me when Devonte Adams um, makes my okay day be a bad day? Oh, so what are you what, what are you looking at here? We're going to talk about Antonio Brown in a second, by the way, for probably a second. But what are you looking um, at? Well, one league, I've, it's already over, but I'm just somehow just hoping. I'm down six against Devontae Adams in half PPR. Not going to be okay. The other one, I'm up nine with Justin Jefferson against Devontae Adams. Oh. I think I'm probably going to lose both. Well, we need a big Justin Jefferson night on this podcast. Let's go. We do. Mm-hmm. All right. So Love the fact that he's catching. I mean, Sean Mannion's a big quarterback, so hopefully he can do that. He's very <laughs> tall. Uh, Antonio Brown is no longer on Tampa Bay. Uh, so what a scene. We all saw that. That was strange. And uh, not much to be said there. We just you can make your commentary on Twitter and whatnot. But yeah, it is opportunity for somebody in week 18. And also, I, I must confess, I should probably have studied up on the playoff scenarios. But I, I do feel like a lot of teams have a lot to play for in terms of seeding next week. That Chiefs loss was huge in the AFC. I think. It was. Yep. Really opened up everything. Except that it closed a lot of things down for the other AFC North teams. Well, the Bengals... Like tomorrow's game is meaningless, right? Maybe for the the Steelers have a shot? The Steelers, I don't think, were eliminated. The Browns were eliminated. Right. Uh, So it's half meaningless. The Titans are the number one seed there. They got to win. I don't know what the Bucs have to play for next week. I'm going to try to look at that scenario here. But, But anyway... Tyler Johnson, Brashad Perryman. Any interest there, Dave? Uh, I would be interested in Cyril Grayson. Okay. This dude had eight targets, six catches, 81 yards, a touchdown. He's had good moments before this week. There is something to him that Tom Brady likes, and he can fly down the field. I mean, right now the Bucks are the three seed, and the Rams are the two seed, and they both are 12 and four. So they both have incentive to go out there and win next week, and we'll see what happens with the Packers tonight. Uh, I think that was what will matter. Like, I don't think, maybe I could be wrong, but I don't think most teams are going to play their starters for the ability to be second versus third. I don't know. I mean, that's a, yeah, I mean, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Um, okay. Michael Gallup is out for the season. That's a tough blow for them and a real shame. And he's going into free agency in March. Mm. That's a tough blow for him. Ricky Seals-Jones left after colliding with the cameraman in the second quarter. That was scary. Washington also lost two offensive linemen in the game. Kyle Pitts left with a hamstring injury. T.Y. I Hilton. believe the coat, coat room 
at the Fool Jew Hall of Fame is named after Ricky Seals-Jones. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, T.Y. Hilton had a ridiculous touchdown catch. It was very funny. <laughs> Joe Burrow hurt his knee on the, his last play of the game, basically. <clears throat> Another wild scene. The end of that game was nuts. And think about how many fantasy championships were decided on that sequence with Mixon not getting in, with Burrow not throwing, maybe with McPherson getting three points instead of one. Mm-hmm. I'd well, love to see an example. The uh, the Chiefs on the other side of that game, Mahomes had a touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey that Kelsey caught at the goal line. I don't know how he did not score, but he didn't. Like mm. He caught it right at like, the very right. tip of the goal yes. line. Yep. And then Darrell Williams scored. Mm-hmm. And then the next drive, Mahomes was going to run a touchdown in and got knocked out at inside the one yard line and Daryl Williams ran it in. Yeah, Daryl Williams definitely benefited. Uh Drew Locke left briefly with an arm injury and Seattle linebacker Bobby Wagner left in the first quarter. I'm not sure if he was able to come back in the game. Let's go to our winners and losers. Dave, your number one winner is Amonra St. Brown. And then Darnell Mooney, who had 69 yards and a touchdown on 13 targets against the Giants. And Ramondre Stevenson, who had 19 carries, 107 yards, and two touchdowns with Damian Harris leaving with an injury. Okay, is there anything else you want to say about St. Brown? I think he, I know that taking him out of Rashad Penny and then saying that he might not be a number two fantasy receiver doesn't make it sound like that he's not a winner for 2022, but he's absolutely going to be draftable. And he's definitely going to be a fan fave in PPR leagues. The, this, this last stretch, including what happened in week 17. Man, I, like he—he's etched himself a place in this offense. Curious to see who's going to call the plays and what this offensive scheme will be next year. Because I don't think Anthony Lynn's coming back after he lost play calling duties. But there's definitely something there with St. Brown where he will be draftable, probably be one of the top number three receivers and a PPR flex in 2022 drafts. And I, I really like the fact that Dan Campbell said a lot of positive things about him. Um, after the game, I think that really bodes well for his future role. Uh, so does this mean that you're just, are you going to stay away from all lions? You're just going to refuse to consider any lions in your draft? No, I'm just going to make jokes every time Dan Campbell talks about, uh, offensive player. Well, that'll be fun for six months. If, if, if you re- if you read the quotes from his teammates though, this week, I mean, they just love Amonra St. Brown. They are, yeah. they are very high on it. They, maybe they count. You know, <laughs> maybe they I, no. I think like we talked about this earlier. I think he is a guy who is not a very good tester and is a very good football player. Yeah. Can we just also say that almost any receiver in the NFL, if they're going to get double digit targets every week, will be good for fantasy? I don't. I don't know that it's that simple. I think a lot of wide receivers in the NFL could not earn double digit targets. I don't think he's That's just getting two. Like, that's a skill. I don't think he, they're just throwing to him when he has two guys all over him. He's getting open a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and catching 76% of his passes in his previous four games, and it's probably about the same after this. Darnell Mooney with a nice game against the Giants at Minnesota next week. What do you uh, have to say about Darnell Mooney, Dave? Not only do I think he'll be good next week as well, especially if Dalton continues to play, but the Bears' offense will evolve. It's going to be Justin Fields at quarterback. Fields has had a connection with Darnell Mooney. Maybe the Bears do have themselves, at worst, a 1B receiver with Darnell Mooney going into next year. And Ramondre Stevenson. Could be the best running back in New England in 2022. Love the way that he plays. Gives them a little bit more versatility than other early downs backs that they've had in the past. 
Damian Harris has a hard time staying healthy. He got hurt again today. You mentioned that. I wonder if Stevenson is the guy to go after if you if you dare to take a piece of the Patriots' backfield next year. Oh, boy. The Packers have run about five plays, and I think Devontae Adams has about, about 40 six, yards. Six fantasy points on five plays. So he's uh, <laughs> like DeAndre Swift being unleashed to his full potential. And I, I wouldn't do this. I know the listeners don't really love when I go – play-by-play on, on uh, the Sunday night game, which I've pretty much avoided the entire season. But we've got some fantasy leagues at stake. It's week 17. Let's go. Let's have some fun. Heat's winners are Rashad Penny, Zay Jones, 7% rostered, 120 yards today for Zay Jones, and Jamar Chase, who was okay. Uh, Rashad Penny, <laughs> anything else you want to say about him, Heath? Um, no, other than, like, I think you'll still have big-time concerns about Rashad Penny in terms of health going into next year. And that will probably cause him to fall in that Chris Carson portion of the dead zone. But I have a hard time believing, unless there's a complete regime change, that there's going to be anything other than Rashad Penny as a lead running back for the Seahawks going into next year. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, uh, it's a very exciting way for him to finish. Um, Zay Jones, worth an ad if you're playing into week 18. He's got the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was a top 30 wide receiver this week. Um, he had three straight games, I think 24 total targets in his last three games coming in, and he just hadn't scored yet, but he's their best deep threat, and his involvement has really increased since Waller's been out, and I think he's carved himself enough of a role to will have a job somewhere next year. Now, that is a huge game. I believe that is a win in your in, Chargers and Raiders. Right, right now, they are the probably seven means it'll be the night game next week. So I actually do think that the... No, the Steelers probably weren't eliminated. If the Steelers win tomorrow... I don't believe they've been eliminated. No, the Steelers win tomorrow. They're 8-7-1. and one. There are three teams ahead of them at 9-7. and seven. They would need the Colts to lose to the Jaguars, and, and, <laughs> and they'd need to win, and I think they'd be in. So, sorry, you're pretty much eliminated. Um, yeah, all right. Anyway, Chargers, Raiders for the seven seed probably next week. That could be fun. Um, Jamar Chase, 11 catches, 266 yards, three touchdowns on 12 targets. I've got to be honest with you. I really, I just didn't think, I mean, if you look at his last seven games or something, it was pretty bad. You know, it was pretty disappointing. And then even 125 yards last week, that was when Joe Burrow threw for over 500 yards. I was like, really didn't think he was going to have that good of a game, but it just, he's so explosive. Well, the thing is, like, T. Higgins is really, really good. But this was the marquee shootout, and they fell down big early. And Jamar Chase just put him on his back. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs could not stop him. Yeah, it was um, wild. There were some incredible throws from Burrow along the way, um, but then also some serious breakdowns by the Chiefs in coverage. By the way, you know who the most important player in the in the playoffs is the NFL playoffs the most important player in the NFL playoffs running back yep Derek Henry they are going they are going to have the one seed if they win next week they're going to oh, have so a bye the they're going to get Derek Henry back defending their home field it doesn't matter <laughs> it probably doesn't matter <laughs> there's like three or four teams that are going into tennis Nashville and beating the Titans. I I get that sense too, but this is uh, they are always a tough out. It feels like they are a tough out 
Go ahead and mark we, the tape we, so the Titans fans can enjoy that clip. And we underrate them every year. They're, they can be a tough out. That's all. I think they have. Am I wrong? Maybe the Colts don't have the Jaguars next week. Who do the Colts? Is it Colts Titans or is it Colts Jaguars? I know the Titans play the Texans. So then it's Colts Jaguars. Um, oh, yeah, right. Okay, right. So it's Colts Jaguars. Because it's all yeah. divisional games. And, like, listen. Games in I don't know Jackson. that I'd be that surprised if the Texans beat the Titans. Texans are respectable. They yeah. they try really hard. <laughs> All right, we'll this get... feels like Sorry. every other week, fi- final week of the season game between the Texans and the Titans, where the Titans just steamroll the Texans, and just like Derrick Henry has four touchdowns and two hundred rushing yards, but he won't be there next week, so it'll be Foreman who gets it. Yeah, Foreman, by the way, huge surprise for me today. I did not yeah. see that coming. He was hot. He Finished was definitely Fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that didn't work out. Carter had a 50-yard run or whatever it was, 55 Yeah, he would have had a good game if he hadn't gotten concussed. Okay, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the Week 17 losers. Heath is a little bit upset with DeAndre Swift. With Dan Campbell. With Dan Campbell. With DeAndre Swift. I already lost the one league where I was behind to Devontae Adams. Well, at least Um, it was over early. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we'll be right back. now it's Sean Mannion time. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. And we're back. All right, Heath's losers are Tua Tungavailoa, who scored four fantasy points at Tennessee, DeAndre Swift, and DJ Moore. All right, Tua facing the Patriots at home. They, the Dolphins have been eliminated from the playoffs, unfortunately. This was the ki- type of performance that causes coaches and general managers and fan bases to say, we need to draft a quarterback in the first round until we have a quarterback because we don't have a quarterback. Tua was awful and it was a tough matchup and we talked earlier in the week about how the dolphins often don't play well in cold weather and this was a very cold weather game and so there's there's excuses you could make for him but he was just miserable no ball security um late not accurate bad 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 not good under pressure surrounded by a pretty mediocre Run game and offensive line. Awful. Uh, Waddle had a letdown game. There's 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 a lot to not like here. I and feel like Tua is the kind of quarterback where if everything is right around him, he can win. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I, I, he's not one of these. Tra- he's not Burrow. He's not Justin but Herbert. Here's the thing. He's about not that. going to be Trevor Lawrence. Like he's he's not going to be what one of those transcendent quarterbacks. What do we think that Joe Burrow would look like? If he had spent the last year and a half 
in Miami. Like Jalen Waddle would be at best the third best wide receiver on his team. He his yeah. offensive line, while not good, is much better than the Dolphins. Joe Mixon would be by far the best running back Tua has ever played with. Oh, oh if Tua was like on we're the saying because you're right, Tua is Tua is not carrying this team of below average talent around him. Yeah, but Herbert and Burrow are playing with super duper stars. It's true. And I keep thinking about that with Mac Jones. What would he? It's not like the Patriots are loaded offensively, but what would he be like if he were a Jacksonville Jaguar and Trevor Lawrence were on the Patriots? I kept thinking about that today. Well, I think Mac. I think they they might be winless. I, you know, and it's it's tough to take away from Mac Jones. He had a huge game today. He's coming on, but yes. but um, it's just a you know the organization is just so different. You don't want to be on the Jaguars. Um, I don't I don't know if that makes sense to anybody I but me. It, I but, think it speaks to how important the coaching and the personnel around you is when you get drafted. Yeah, but it's not like Mac Jones has great personnel around him. It's just, you know. Yeah, but the coaching's pretty damn good. It's not bad. And then they're figuring out ways to make him a more explosive quarterback after all. So he, he was always, like, accuracy was his strength and intelligence was his strength. And so they're working around the things that weren't his strength when he came out, and he's getting better. And when they do give him some unbelievable talents, and they will get to that point, and they've already given him a pretty good offensive line and a run game, watch out, man. He could he could end up being a very good and very sneaky late quarterback in fantasy drafts next year. But Tua is just not giving us any reason to be hopeful. Just they're so conservative. It's very he doesn't true. make down downfield plays. He doesn't really run. You know, is there's just no reason to draft him in a one quarterback league if, if you know looking ahead to next year not right now. well i mean i would say that's dependent on who the talent around him and the coaching staff is so they they have that bad of talent i mean they have waddle they have parker they have gasicki it's not like it's completely low end I, they had fuller for about a quarter it's not the lions by right. any stretch right. but it's well below average like Devonte parker has had about a season and a quarter in the nfl that was good. Yeah. All right. Uh, how about DJ Moore? Three catches for 29 yards on eight targets at New Orleans. I, it's really disgusting, this whole situation. I just don't know if there's any hope for it to be better. He's a victim of his quarterback. It is true. And by the way, a terrible NFL draft for quarterbacks this year. But could be a lot of good quarterbacks on the move via trade or free agency or whatever. I'm not. There's no megastar quarterback, I don't think, in this draft. But I'm not ready to say that there aren't some capable starters in this draft. Not for next well, a year. capable starter would be just a, a huge leap forward for uh, DJ Moore. He'll take for the it. Panthers. Yeah, I mean they had one last year, but they chose Sam Darnold over him. Dave, your losers are Dawson Knox, Cordero Patterson, and Marquise Brown. Knox had no catches on two targets. Uh, mm-hmm. Patterson. Lost the goal line touchdown to Mike Davis and continued to struggle. And Marquise yep. Brown, eight targets, turned it into three catches for 28 yards. That's now seven straight games with 55 or fewer yards and no touchdowns. So started off with Knox. It's going to be hard to trust all three of these guys in fantasy drafts. I don't even know if Patterson's going to get drafted in fantasy leagues next year. I'm not sure if he's even going to still be on the Falcons. With Knox, I almost feel like he's falling back into the touchdown or bust tight end bucket. And if that's the case, then... You might take him with a late pick next year because you're hoping that the Bills throw him a touchdown uh, in one of their first couple of games of the season. So 
Not good for Knox. Definitely not good for Cordero Patterson. I'm certain that he's going to end up getting replaced. Okay, and uh, let's go to the games then. Although, just in case you're curious about some goal line work and some almost touchdowns, once again, Broncos were splitting. 50-50. Oh, the snaps? (laughs) Exactly 50-50 between those two. And they split near the goal line too, and uh, Gordon actually had a touchdown run called back on a hold. Uh, Jamal Williams was getting the goal line work. Philadelphia used both guys. Boston Scott ended up scoring, but Howard had some opportunities as well. And Devin Singletary was the basically the only running back for the for the Bills today. So that was good to see. That's how it'll be for the rest of this year. Yeah, he's he is certainly emerging. New England fifty, Jacksonville ten. So how are we doing the believe it or not, Heath? Is it all for twenty twenty two? I had done it for the article for dynasty purposes. Oh, okay. I can, Great. I can do a blend. I mean, I didn't do it for every game, but I could do a blend. We're going to do New England and Jacksonville first. We sure are. Why? Why not? <laughs> um, let's get this. Believe it or not, Ramondre Stevenson is the best running back for dynasty purposes on the Patriots. Yeah, I believe it. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I. Uh, I guess Harris for health, is, health reasons, because Harris right. is good. He is good. He's exactly what the Patriots want as a rundowns back, but he keeps getting banged up, and that's going to lean. That's going to wear on the Patriots coaches. James White's a free agent. JJ Taylor never really gets an opportunity. We'll see. Maybe he gets a little bit next week. Brandon Bolden is a special teams guy. This is a team that might end up adding another running back during the twenty-two draft, and hopefully, it's somebody who has that passing downs profile, so that Stevenson still has a path to at least being. The 1A, and Harris will still be around next year. His contract is easy to handle. But I I still like the upside with him. I think he's a really good player. Since we had two rookie quarterbacks in this game, let's talk about right now, if you were ranking the rookie quarterbacks for 2022, how would you rank them? It's hard to see Lawrence still ahead of Mac Jones because of everything that's going on in Jacksonville. I am hoping that the Jaguars' ownership makes a smart hire and they build around Lawrence and Lawrence comes out <laughs> and has a, I know you're laughing. I'm not you laughing. I'm laughing at Heath laughing. Okay. That's fine. I, I'll take Lawrence over Mac Jones for now, but man, that gap is a lot. Wait, I want all, together. I want every, I want all five quarterbacks, not just them. Fields, Lance, Lawrence, Mac Wilson. Wilson's last. Mills, I, I, I don't. Well, I don't I know. About Mills him. might be ahead of Wilson. Goodness, I think I'm still gonna go. Uh, it's tough to see. I I don't see Trevor Lawrence totally burning out. Well, I'm I think definitely gonna take him over Mac could. Jones. There's a chance that Lance could. I don't think Mac Jones is gonna have a lot of upside. I think he can get there, but there's so much upside with. With Lance and Fields. Did you rank them? I'm getting no, there. Dave, I can't do it off the top of my head. I got to think it through. If I had a chance to get this question before the show, I would have thought Oh, please. It. <laughs> you Lawrence, just say five names. Hold on. I need my abacus. Uh, Lawrence, Lance, Fields, Jones, Wilson. Mills Wilson. Mills Wilson. Okay. Cincinnati 34. Oh, by the way, big game for uh, Jacoby Myers. Got it in the end zone there. Uh, Good for him. 
and Christian Wilkerson scored twice for the Patriots. Um, and Dari Gumbawale scored. Cincinnati 34, Kansas City 31. Lucky score. Joe Burrow is a top five dynasty quarterback. Yes. Yeah. Ahead of everybody that I needed half an hour to rank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think so. Okay. What so, do you think? Well, I'm just going to name some names, and you guys tell me higher or lower than Joe Burrow. Patrick Mahomes? Higher. Rather than Mahomes. Um, Josh Allen? Higher. This Rather is not going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kyler Murray? Higher. Um, I could regret that one, though. Hold on. I have to call my accountant for that one. <laughs> um, now, this one you might have changed on. Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to take Burrow over Jackson. I took don't know. Two games. <laughs> took two games. Um, just it took one season, Heath. He said Lamar up, Jackson man. taking a big step back. He Joe Burrow is set up to be just... Yeah. I had Joe Burrow sixth a week ago, so I'm not saying that, or yeah. two weeks ago, I'm not saying that this is something. The last one is Justin Herbert. Right. I think I'd take Burrow over Herbert. So I, that, over that's what you have to explain, because I think when we were just talking about drafting for next year, we said Herbert over Burrow. Right. What is going to happen after next year that's going to make Burrow better than Herbert? I am hoping that it's going to be just consistency in Cincinnati. I think that situation is going to continue to get better and better for Burrow. And it's just a little lack of faith in in the Chargers doing that for Herbert. I don't know how the situation could get any better for Burrow. Well, they're going to improve the offensive line for starters. I mean, his efficiency this year, I'm going to write this offseason about how Joe Burrow can't be that good again. Because I've done that about every quarterback who's ever had efficiency like his. And mm-hmm. They never are that good again. Well, what if he throws more next year, though? He could. Yeah, they could. Open, they could change their offense. Year, I don't know why they throw more. Well, they could change their offense and make it more about Burrow and less about running the ball. But what's happened they, the last two weeks? They could do that. Um, also, I will point out once again that he was and probably still is PFF's number one rated passer this year. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. That was that was before the. The 500-yard game. So this is going yep. into that game. Um, yeah, well, all right, fine. He's top six. But Dave's going to put him top five ahead of Lamar Jackson. And I don't know. And you have him still, six still? I would I would still have him sixth. Now, I'll update everything in late January, and we'll see where it is then. All right, you know what? Here's the, I would take him ahead of Jackson in a dynasty league because I just worry about Jackson staying healthy. You know, just he's just getting so beat that might even be something where it's super flex versus one quarterback. I don't think you have to worry about floor that much, and I don't think that Burrow has the same upside as Zamar in a one quarterback league. All right, Buffalo twenty nine, Atlanta fifteen. Um, you want me to give you one? Yes. All right, Kyle Pitts. Believe it or not, Kyle Pitts should be. The second tight end drafted next year. Can't go uh, there. I don't do not believe that. Mm. Well, I sort of do. I think ahead that, of Mark Andrews. Yeah, ahead of Mark Andrews, because the number one tight end this year. I think that I I think that the Ravens 
It depends what the Ravens' offense looks like. I, I, if they go back to running the ball as much as they'd like to and they get Dobbins and Edwards or whatever they do at running back, then I don't know that it's possible for Andrews to repeat if this performance. We have to this have this best, discussion. But this is the for- best rookie season ever. It, this is like putting Jamar Chase ahead of Tyreek Hill, okay? Or putting Ty- Jamar Chase ahead of Justin Jefferson. You're doing it because at his age, at his status, nobody's ever done what Jamar I Chase has done. Nobody's Jefferson's ever actually, done this. Chase might actually be better than those guys this year. I, I get that, but you're, you're also <laughs> going to have to write That's That's as of now. I mean, that wasn't the case last week. I'm just, okay, that's fair. I'm just saying if I have, if we have to have this Mark Andrews discussion for another entire offseason, I'm going to lose my mind. Why? He What was he last year? He was like number four. Right, and the argument was this guy could get better, and Mark Andrews is just going to say the same, so we should take this guy over Mark Andrews. It's just about the offense that Mark Andrews was in. He was in the lowest pass volume offense in the NFL. If they go back to that, he's not going to be worth a second-round pick. If they go back to that. Which I I just think you do the if something goes wrong for Mark Andrews game along with the if something goes right for someone else game. What if something goes right for Mark Andrews? It already did. He's great, but... You know, if they, I'm just saying, if they go back to the team that they were supposed to be before they lost both of their running backs in the preseason, then they're they're they going to be the whole off season about how they wanted to throw more. They're throwing 40 passes a game with Tyler Huntley because they can't run the ball. They have a terrible run game. It's true. They're going to run. Devontae Freeman had like 68 yards oh, on, on carries or something. <laughs> okay, on. look, you know that they're going to try. They're getting two nice young running backs healthy next year. Where do we think They're the Ravens rank in rushing this line. year? Well, running back well, rushing is with, very right, low. Because the quarterbacks are going to have a hand in that. But the running what back What does that have to do with whether effective. Mark Andrews gets enough targets or they not? They were the lowest pass volume team in the NFL at least and they two years in a row. passing more, and then they did. Yes, but I don't think they envisioned this. And I just, I feel uh, like he's going to take over as their number one receiver. There is no more. I feel like I don't think Mark there's Andrews a debate. I don't think a bunch like, of Brock can be that guy. Yeah, I I agree. I I look. Draft him in the four, couldn't it be the true where they just rounds. couldn't it be true where they run the ball a little bit more, throw the ball less, but Andrews is still the number one target by a large margin. I, you know yeah, what? Maybe absolutely. T.J. Hawkinson's going to be the leading receiver on the Lions, and he'll be better than Mark. Hey, dude! If T.J. Hawkinson had a thousand yards as a rookie, then yeah, I'd be more excited about him. Adam, please stop vouching for Pitts. As more excited Brandon. than you were like six months ago. Yeah, I had him in the as uh, like a the sixth tight end off the board, fifth tight end off the board. Are you talking about Pitts or Hawkinson? Uh Hawkinson. Yeah, no, I would never. I was never nearly as excited about Hawkinson as I am going to be about Kyle Pitts. The guy, <laughs> the guy is a wide receiver playing tight end, and he just had the best season ever for a rookie tight end. I'm not disparaging Kyle Pitts. Oh. I'm saying I would like Sorry. one off season where we acknowledge Mark Andrews as the elite tight end that he is. He's awesome, but. There's only maybe so maybe much. Maybe we can find somebody else to draft ahead of him. <laughs> well, are we fine? Are we going to take? Are we going to take uh, Pitts Hold ahead on. of Kittle? I think the case could be made for Pitts ahead of Kittle. I would not do that. No. Okay, uh, I told you I had a good Especially one. Especially if it's Trey Lance, I think there's definitely a case can be made for Pitts ahead of Kittle. Uh, what are you guys going to? Calvin Ridley theoretically will be back. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be in Atlanta, and they got a lot of work to do on that offensive line. See, this is the this is how you. I mean, this is what I like to do, you know, with young players who going into their second year. That's where you see major breakouts that win you fantasy leagues. And Pitts has every indication that he's going to be that type of player. So makes sense. 
I don't know. I have no problem. Like Kyle Pitts could have a major breakout and still not be as good as Mark Andrews. He could be like three or four points a game better next year. And it, yeah, but this is me thinking that Andrews won't be as good next year as he was this year. Right. You have to bake in some sort of decline for Andrews. Well, Heath probably won't, but <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. And obviously there's more touchdowns. Brown, we're going to take all his targets this year. Right. And there's, well, who knows? But I, I think that Pitts scores more next year. Maybe his targets stay where they've been at. I mean, this week not included again. I agree that Kyle Pitts will score more next year. I would like to score more. The regression is going to be in his favor. The targets are going to potentially go up for him. If he's uh, Matt Ryan's number one receiver, he's probably not going to score more. Um, Where are you going to rank Stefan Diggs next year? He's he's having a strange season. It was a dud this week. Five for 52 on nine targets. Um, Wide receiver six. Right. Somewhere Um, in that range. All right. Uh, Rams 20, Ravens 19. Believe it or not, Odell Beckham is a top 30 dynasty receiver again. I don't think I believe that. Who would you rather have, Amandra St. Brown or Beckham in dynasty? St. Brown. Wow. Dude, like, oh, Beckham's scoring right. right now and he's doing great right now, but you know what the long-term outlook is with him. Well, where's he going to be? Has a hard time staying healthy. Has never. It, I, it's so hard to believe that he's ever going to find that form that he had when he was with New York. We're chasing a. We're chasing a. I don't know. A, a dream, I guess. Uh, Ghost. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, he. I just want to say. I know this isn't exactly fantasy relevant, but the catch he made on fourth down won them the game, and then he had the touchdown. I think right after. Uh, I don't know who number today. 29 on the Cardinals is, but he made the greatest catch I've ever seen. Oh, my, my gosh. That and was... They called it pass interference. And I don't even think he got credit for the catch, but it was the greatest really? catch I've ever seen. The fake punt. He didn't get he credit for that? the ball behind the defender's head with one hand. Jonathan Ward is his name. That, well Randy done, Schrager. Jonathan. Yeah, he tyreed it, but he put it on the defender's helmet. Yeah. It was amazing. It's pretty sick. Yeah. Okay, uh, anything else from this game? Stafford is struggling right now. Three straight games with 19 points, 7 points, 18 points. I don't know. If you were if you were playing next week, Stafford against San Francisco, start or sit? I'd have a hard time with him. I gave him a pass for last week. I can't do it again this week. A little turnover prone. All right, let's go to Vegas 23, Colts 20. Big win for the Raiders. Uh, yeah, believe it or not, Hunter Renfro is a top 25 wide receiver in Dynasty. No. I know Adam doesn't believe it. No, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I don't think I do either. This is another team. guys are going to be really, really fast, and they're going to take all the targets for the Raiders. Well, Waller's going to come gonna back. go down like that, but Wall, <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> make some sense out of it. Waller's going to come back. He's certainly going to soak up a lot of targets, and they'll find somebody else to improve this passing game. They need a long-term answer outside. Do you believe that he's, he's top 25? I think he's in the discussion. I think he's right there with Amon Ross St. Brown. If I don't have a list of 25 receivers in front of me, it's a little bit different. You have no idea, yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Right. We're just having have friends having a discussion. I don't think he's going to get drafted as a top 24 guy next year. Um, Probably not. My, my Hunter feeling- Renfro or Brandon Ayuk? Probably Renfro. Oh, God. But this is another quarterback situation to watch. I don't want Because he was 27. Um, Hunter Renfro or Chase Claypool? 
Claypool. Probably. Well, I don't know. I think it might be Renfro. Like, well, doesn't Claypool need to have like a 900-yard season before he wins any? <laughs> well, I, I think what, what it comes back down to with Claypool or with uh, Renfro is that before the, certainly before the Ruggs situation, and then especially before the Waller injury, he was five catches for six, you know, six catches for 60 yards. You know, I mean, he was, he was Russell Gage. He wasn't anything special. He's taken off since Waller got hurt. I think that's how a lot of people are going to view it anyway. And I don't think he has the upside of Chase Claypool, um, personally. Okay, let's see. Anything no, else? No, but I, I wonder if Claypool's downside is going to catch up with him. It's quite possible. Uh, how about Michael Pittman or Hunter Renfro in Dynasty? I do a Pittman. Same. Oh, damn, where's my music? I have to memorize this already. <laughs> Pittman, Tennessee 34, Miami 3. What do we got? Oh, wow. Um, I don't want to say anything bad about Tua, so let me find something different. Um, believe it or not, Deontay Foreman's going to matter again in a future season. Uh, I'll say I don't believe it. Yeah, I'm not really feeling it. He looked like he was running really hard today when the, his hair was bouncing off of his shoulder pads. He <laughs> was going down the field. <laughs> Always makes the guys look faster uh, by the, the hair's coming out of their helmet. By the way, Duke Johnson really was working as the lead back. Miles yeah, Gaskin had five carries, but three of them came on the last possession of the game when it was completely out of hand. So if you're playing next week, Duke Johnson against New England, it's a, maybe desperation, but it's something. Um, all right. What do you think, Keith? Is Foreman going to be relevant next year? I I doubt it. I mean, the thing is, he'll probably be a backup running back for someone, and we get like a 60% chance that running back gets hurt at some point. So like he might be in that sense, but I don't think he's going to be drafted. So it makes sense Brown. if he's the backup running back in Tennessee. Yeah, he fits. Because he runs like Derrick Henry. He fits what they want. He's got the hair. the hair. Right? Yeah. Uh, A.J. Brown, two catches, 41 yards on five targets. And you look at this game and Tannehill threw only 18 times. And do you, do you look at this and say, well, this is why – A.J. Brown could never be the number one receiver in fantasy. This performance kind of tormented me because multiple times I had to answer as to why I was too low on A.J. Brown this week, and so I kind of felt good, but I had A.J. Brown on three different teams that were playing a championship game, so I felt awful. (laughs) (laughs) He had a real good shot at a touchdown on a deep ball. Looked like it was kind of catchable. Uh, Justin Jefferson with a catch. So sh- uh, I guess it really answer the question, or I don't care. Chicago 29, Giants 3. This was such a hilarious game. I, the Man. first play of the game was a sack fumble nearly returned for a touchdown. The second play of the game was a Montgomery touchdown. The Giants, uh-huh. with six and a half minutes left in the third quarter, had thrown three passes, and it wasn't because they were winning. All right, go. D- Yes, this reminds me of my. Uh, can you play a fantasy cops music, please? Because uh, sure. I only have a couple of minutes left, and I have to leave. So, um, Dave, yeah. I was in a championship game, and the commissioner of my league—I was out of fab—and he had four dollars left at the beginning of the week, and so he used his four dollars to pick up both Boston Scott and Jarrett Patterson. But he didn't have enough roster spots, so he held Jarrett Patterson no, that's not true. until Sunday morning. You're lying. And then he dropped Jarrett Patterson at midnight, so he was on waivers. Li- so everything you said is wrong. Everything you said is and wrong. I'm so calling the cops I was you. unable to pick up Jarrett Patterson. I had to start Devontae Freeman no. because he was on waivers because my commissioner had added him 
and then not dropped him until right before the deadline. No, everything you said was wrong. So I had enough roster spots. What happened was Tyler Huntley came off IR. I dropped Jared Patterson five minutes before kickoff or whatever, 10 minutes before kickoff because I had to make, I could have dropped Tyler Huntley. It didn't matter. I wouldn't have dropped Jared Patterson. I would have dropped someone else like Ben Roethlisberger or something what like do you that. Think about, what do you think about like when a, one team is short a certain position and the other team picks up multiple of that position? I had used my fab. one of them before kickoff. You know what? I actually didn't drop Jared Patterson. I'm pretty sure I had him from the previous week, Buster. Okay, you dropped, so... You, you dropped Jared Patterson. I dropped him just because Tyler, because I had to drop it, someone. I think the appropriate penalty is losing by 80 in the finals. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I accept your penalty. <laughs> Anything you'd like to say about Giants and Bears? Oh my! They yeah. did an exact opposite of what we thought they should do. They ran Saquon Barkley like crazy, and he looked okay. Twenty-one carries, one hundred and two yards, and they really did not want to throw the football. Like it was made clear after the game, their game plan was to just run. Believe it or not, David Montgomery is a top twelve dynasty running back. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I think he's—I think he's got a shot to be there in twenty twenty-two drafts, like toward the bottom. He's so unexciting. This guy needs every touch. Volume. Good yeah, match. Like, but he gets it. The, the answer for me is no. I'm sorry. <laughs> In case I wasn't clear about that. What about you, Heath? Um, I think he's borderline. Like he's right in the discussion. He has um I can't imagine that and we'll see. Like it's possible that someone like Urban Meyer takes over in Chicago and thinks oh, no, we <laughs> You know what we need to do is add some more running back depth. Um, but I think the expectation should be he's going to be a workhorse running back. And he is very good at miss, making tacklers miss. And I think his offense will be better next year than probably it ever has been since he's been in Chicago. Could be That's a, good point. a Joe Mixon-type breakout next year. Could be. All right, Heath. Uh, I think you're leaving, right? <laughs> you seem happy to see me go. No. He's kicking um, you out. Yeah. No, because now somebody else has to come up with the believe it or not. <laughs> believe that. it or not, Kenny Galladay is not going to catch a touchdown this year, Dave. <laughs> uh, pretty believe Infinity dollars per touchdown this season? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Zero touchdowns. Unreal. All right. Heath had to get out of here, so Dave and I will finish. Here's what we'll do. Um, I'll, I'll tell you the game that we're doing in the uh, on the show, and those of you in the chat... Go ahead and give me a believe it or not. It can be for 2022. It could be for Dynasty, whatever. Next game is Philadelphia 20, Washington 16. Let's get some uh, believe it or nots in the chat. I'll just kill a little time. Jalen Hurts was a big disappointment today, Dave. 12 fantasy points. Uh, But Boston Scott came through with uh, 14 carries, 47 yards, two touchdowns, and four catches as well. So he had a huge game. Jordan Howard had 11 catches. Do we have a believe it or not? We don't. What do you want to say about this game? I want to say that... Boston Scott played 52% of the snaps. He had just as many snaps from inside the 10 as Jordan Howard. He had a much bigger role in passing downs, third and fourth down. He played half of 16 snaps. Hertz didn't run for a touchdown. It's almost something that you have to hope for with him at this point every single week. Couldn't connect for a touchdown with his receivers. It wasn't a great game for Devontae Smith. If Sanders does not make it back in week 17 or week 18, got to get used to that. I think Scott is still in play. Uh, as a startable fantasy running back. Believe it or not, from Morgan, Terry McLaurin will be a top 25 wide receiver next season. Comes down to who his quarterback is. We know he's a super talented receiver, but he just need, he needs a really good quarterback to come in and make a difference there. Yeah, but to me, that's a guy that I'm definitely taking over Hunter Renfro. 
in Dynasty. Sure, sure, right? sure. Oh, gosh, yes. Right. So Redraft, Hunter, Dynasty, all that stuff. If Hunter Renfro was a borderline top 25. McLaurin is going to get a complete is. pass on this year. Yeah, probably. All right, our next game is Tampa Bay 28 and the Jets 24. So... Going, What's by the going way, to be the game after this, so you could load up the chat with some believers sure. for that. Sure. After this, it'll be San Francisco and Houston. I'll let Schrager kind of sort things out in the chat, and and you can uh, help me out there, Shraggy B. Uh, but for Tampa Bay and the Jets, quite the comeback, a 93-yard drive in the final two minutes for Tom Brady with no timeouts. Um, Did you see how that, how that went down? Yeah, most of it, yeah. Fourth and two, the Jets decide to go for it instead, oh, of, yeah. instead of making a field goal to go up by seven. And they call a quarterback draw. So actually, got, Zach Wilson got half a yard, stonewall. It was supposed to be a reverse to Braxton Berrios, but he so had the happened? option to keep it and he kept it. Okay. They should have kicked the field goal. I like it, man. No guts, no glory. Don't give Tom Brady the opportunity to come because you know he's going to score a touchdown. Like, just go yeah, for and the he win. did, and you lost the game. <laughs> All right. Do we have a believe it or not? From this game? Believe it Okay, here's an easy one. Believe it or not, we've seen the last of Antonio Brown in the NFL. You'll never have him on a fantasy team or in a fantasy draft ever again. I believe it. There's no way any team is going to... I'd be stunned after this latest stunt. Uh, believe it or not, Braxton Berrios matters in Week 18. Oh, against Buffalo. I don't know. I don't think so. What about you? I- I think he does. I think he might be their best receiver right now. We'll see if Elijah Moore can make it back and if the Jets are going to run Elijah Moore out there. Believe it or not, Elijah Moore will be drafted ahead of Amon Ross St. Brown in 2022 drafts. Oh, that's a great question. I I think so. I do too. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go to San Francisco and Houston. Or yeah, and uh, Schrager, what do we got here for a believe it or not? San Francisco wins twenty-three to seven. Davis Mills scores ten points, his worst game in a while, and Trey Lance scored twenty-two points. Believe it or not, Trey Lance ruins George Kittle's value going forward. That's from Dave, a different Dave. Not me. Not you. Started both in a fantasy championship. One of them worked out. Look, I, I think it's hard to count on Trey Lance to be an awesome passer next year. He could take a step forward. Um, oh, I'm, I might sneeze here for a second. No, went away. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, there were some throws he made that were just amazing. Just rifle shots, as Prisco likes to call them. Just on the money throws. Some of them really tough throws. And then there were also some head scratchers. So this is a typical process for a quarterback that's coming from a sub FBS school um, and just you know, he's going to go through some growing pains. I'm kind of glad that he's getting this out of the way now instead of having to deal with growing pains early next year, although he'll probably still have some. Lance is going to be one of the most popular, trendy quarterback picks starting in round, I'll say 7-plus in 2022 drafts, but it might end up being 10-plus. Yeah, it should be noted that San Francisco has not settled on him as their quarterback next year. If Garoppolo makes a deep playoff run, it'll give them something to think about. Um. And who would you rather have next year, Hertz or Lance? Uh, I think I'd rather have. I think I'd rather have Hertz for now. Okay. Our next game, I should have given everybody the heads up. Chargers thirty-four, Denver thirteen. Go ahead and fire away with your believe it or nots. There. I'll see if there's anything else from this game. Oh, Rex Burkhead, forty-five percent rostered. Yeah, looks solid game. Uh, Seventy-nine total yards, six catches. 
And next week he gets Tennessee. Any interest in Burkhead? Maybe as a flex play. Okay. Our believe it or not for 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 uh, Denver and the Chargers. Chargers winning by twenty one points is from Brandon Smith. Believe it or not, Javante Williams part three coming in twenty twenty two. I'm not sure what that means exactly. <laughs> Javante Williams week part three. Oh, maybe. Right, because there there was a little bit of hope of there being Javante Williams week part two this week with Melvin Gordon a little bit beat up, but it didn't happen. Uh, look, if we're going to get a new coaching staff in Denver. I don't see how Vic Fangio survives all this. The new coaching staff might see Javante Williams and they'll go, yeah, this guy's a stud. Let's lean on him. And no more of this 50-50 BS like we've been dealing with all year. Melvin Gordon's a free agent, so we'll see what happens with him. There could be a really strong chance that Javante Williams is one of the running backs that you'll draft Maybe the hype gets out of control and he becomes a late first-round pick next year. It's definitely possible. Offensive line in Denver has potential, but they need a quarterback. They need a passing game. So we'll see what they do. There's a, there are a lot of variables in play. If you're playing into Week 18 and you have Austin Eckler and you see the split, Eckler had 17 carries and three catches. Jackson had 12 carries and three catches. You don't love yeah. that, but Jackson had six of his 12 carries on the last possession of the game in a 21-point game. So it was Eckler had- 17 to 6 before that. Eckler played eight of 10 snaps for the Chargers from 10 yards or closer. Love seeing that. I really didn't love seeing Mike Williams catch a 45-yard touchdown because I was almost making fun of everybody in the chat this morning because they had so many Mike Williams questions. And I was like, why are you still asking about Mike Williams? (laughs) Ridiculous. But yeah, he can do that, I guess. Uh, Arizona 25, Dallas 22. Everybody out there. Oh, I got one right here. Believe it or not, Ezekiel Elliott is not a top 15 running back next year. Yeah, it's time. I believe it. It's look, man. Like I, I, there was a lot of hype about him coming into this week, and last week he had two total touchdowns. I'm gonna have a hard time trusting him. I I will say that honestly, I was worried about him coming into the year, but I settled on him as the I think the fifth overall pick. Mm-hmm. And before he hurt his knee, he was he was excellent. He really was. I mean, he was running well. Um, he was he was great, you know. He was worthy of that pick. Uh, he's but he but now I'm just worried about him getting hurt every year because last year he got hurt. This year he's played hurt for so much, and then last year even when he came back he was playing hurt, and it just feels like it's that time in his career where he's going to have trouble staying healthy. He's 27 years old, so he's not quite at the age where you look at him and you go old, but he's got so much work on him, and unless he just comes into the training camp and into the season as a house of fire coaching staff there is going to say, let's get Tony Pollard going. And that's if he's still on the Cowboys. Mahesh. He's got a, he's got a big guarantee contract next year. So very well could still be on the Cowboys, but I bet he's splitting. Mahesh says, believe it or not, Dak is not a top six quarterback next year. He's in the mix. I don't know if I'm ready to say that he's out of the mix. Yeah. It's funny because you probably, we all watched a lot of that game. I'm sure, you know, a national mm-hmm. game. It felt like he didn't have a good game. He finished 29 fantasy points. <laughs> he came through in a big way in the fourth quarter. The first 12 minutes of the third quarter, the Cowboys had one yard of offense, zero passing yards. So he basically had himself this game not doing anything in one of the quarters, and he was pretty sloppy in the first half. Yeah, he didn't look great, but I think no. there's so much talent around him that he's definitely still going to be in that mix as a top six guy. All right, we didn't do anything for the Cardinals, so, uh, you know, 
if, if James Conner comes back next week, do you think it's an even split or do you think Edmonds, are you going to rank Edmonds ahead of him in any format? It'll still be Edmonds ahead of Connor if they're splitting. All right, let's go to our next game. Get some Believe It or Nots for New Orleans 18, Carolina 10. And by the way, we have Seattle-Detroit after that. This was the most forgettable game of the day, I think. Almost nothing remarkable happened. But Taysom Hill did have a decent game with 18 fantasy points. Uh, Man, we talked about DJ Moore. Kamara had a great game. He had a great game receiving. I don't, you know, like, first of all, this whole Adam YPC thing is, is probably exaggerated at this point, but I am completely willing to overlook Alvin Kamara's inefficiency this year, but it has of been course. a very inefficient year for him. My yeah. Goodness. The, the offensive line went through a bunch of injuries and we'll see what they do at quarterback going into next year. Oh, here we go. Believe it or not, Alvin Kamara is not a top six running back without a new QB. This is from Phil. Phil, I I think that they get a new quarterback, and I think Alvin Kamara does finish as, or start as a top six quarterback on draft day. Do you like Taysom Hill? This question here from Smokey the Cat Cat. I don't think they can. No, not for next year, for week 18 at Atlanta. Oh, yeah, against Atlanta. That's the team he beat up on a ton last year. More importantly, it's a team that's struggling against the run. Josh Allen ran for two touchdowns against them on Sunday, so... Could easily see Taysom Mills a top twelve quarterback this week. How about Marcos Callaway? Thirty eight percent. Made a roster. great catch. Yeah, ninety seven yards. That's two of his last three games with a with ninety seven or more yards. He's starting to show some of the things that I liked about him in the preseason. It's just taken him three months to actually do it. Better late than never. All right, Seattle fifty one, Detroit twenty nine. Bad game from Swift. Bad game from everybody but St. Brown on Detroit. Uh, but great game for every Seahawk. Nah, that's not true. Wilson, Penny, Metcalf, great. Lockett saved you a little bit with the touchdown. Yeah, but still disappointing, and Everett did nothing. Everett did nothing. Three for 36 on five targets. Um, All right, so as you look at this, and we already talked about these guys a lot, but... We really did. All right, so I'm just going to wait for something from the audience here. What a wonderful audience. What am I missing? Oh, believe it or not, LSU wide receivers, this is unrelated. LSU wide receivers <laughs> will make up the top three at the end of 2022. So wait, who am I missing here? Jefferson, Chase. Who's another one? Brandon LaFell. Beckham? No. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh, I'm, is it a guy coming out this year maybe that, I, that I'm not aware of? I don't know. Could be. I must be missing something obvious here. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely someone that's right. going over our heads right now. Believe it or um, not. a little stupid, but... Rash- Rashad Penny has finally arrived. I don't believe it. I think he's just he's taking advantage of a good opportunity. Maybe he'll get the same type of opportunity to lead this run game next year, but there's no way that the Seahawks should count on him to be their every down back. Not with his injury history. Not with everything that's gone on in his past. He's just taking advantage of some really good matchups. Cousin Ernest says, believe it or not, Adam will, will watch Cobra Kai all four seasons. Do you believe that or not, Dave? Yes, I believe it. You should not believe it. This is one of my least favorite shows. Um, oh, T. Higgins. Derp. <laughs> Higgins, Chase, and Jefferson. <laughs> no, I don't think Higgins I told you be, one was over our heads. It can't be top three, I don't think. But I, I, that's like, how could a quarterback have two top 10 wide receivers, which I I think Higgins has a chance to be top 12, top 10 in the rankings and not be 
and not be a top. I don't know. We have to look at this. Higgins went to Clemson. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> what the hell? I'm sorry. You know, I knew that. Of course, I absolutely knew that, but the, the comment threw me off. Russell Gage, that's the third. Russell Gage. I don't know, man. But, yeah, thinking about quarterbacks who have had two top 10 options and where they've finished. You know, it happened recently with Wilson, with Lockett and Metcalf. Um, Cousins, probably. Yeah, with Diggs and Thielen, Jefferson and Thielen, maybe. It's possible to not be an elite quarterback with two top 10 wide receivers. Let's see, who went to LSU? Jefferson. Terrace Marshall. Yeah, I, you know, the original question is bothering me now. You threw me off. You embarrassed me. And now I'm ending the show. Uh, DJ Shark and Russell Cage. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Much appreciated. Um, hope you won. And remember, if you're playing into week 18, we got your back. We'll be doing our normal podcasts. Shrag, are we doing live streams in week 18? No live streams. All right, but we are doing our podcast, and they will be live. But no Tuesday night, Thursday afternoon, Sunday morning live streams. And, of course, you could watch uh, Fantasy Football Today on CBS Sports HQ. I am going to record FFT and 5 with Dave. Dave, you're doing that tonight for Heath. And then I am going to watch Dexter. Have a great night, everybody. And uh, if you need a big win, uh, if you need something big on Monday, hope it comes to you. Talk to you tomorrow. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.